Today we're going to be talking about the theology of staying tidy. So get ready for a conversation about cleanliness. Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lisa. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Wednesday. The title of today's episode is The Theology of Staying Tidy. And my friend Delena is on the show today, so it's going to be a good time. Let's begin. It's July 1st. I can't believe it. How can it be July 1st already? Like when I was a kid, I used to think that when you got to the 4th of July, you were at the halfway point of the summer and, you know, school was going to be starting soon. Those bugs, those chirping things in the evenings were going to start. The lightning bugs came out. All those like signs of the end of the summer I was afraid of. You know, the corn was knee high by the 4th of July, like my grandmother used to say. I can't believe we are at July 1st already, you guys. Like, this is just crazy. I, time is flying, but I'm, I'm just so grateful for um, every day of life, right? You know? <laughs> uh, happy feast day, you guys. Today is two feasts. It is the feast of the most precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and it is also the feast of Our Lady of Calvary. So, happy dual feast day to you all. (laughs) Um, Today, we're going to do a fun interview with my friend Delena. She is so much fun to talk to. And yeah, so the format's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to ask her all kinds of questions related to faith and fashion, and we're going to keep it nice and tidy for you. Let's begin. So welcome to the show, Delena. Um, I just want to tell our listeners that um, I have enjoyed our conversations so much that I knew I needed to have you on the podcast at some point here. I just knew it. I knew that you're one of those like interesting people that I love talking to. <laughs> so finally, we are together on this podcast, although not physically, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. But I am so glad that you agreed to come on to the show. So let's start off with um, just hearing a little bit of background on, on you. I know our listeners would uh, love to know who you are. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for the honor of having me on your podcast. My name is Delena Haldeman. I'm 36 years old with my husband of eight years and my two daughters that are eight and six. I uh, grew up in a Mennonite and an evangelical Christian church, and I'm currently not practicing any religion, but I am always open to hearing um everybody's experiences and so I'm really excited for you to weave Catholicism into the things that we talk about today and I would describe my fashion as an eclectic mix a little bit punk a little bit preppy it's sort of an interesting uh, blend that I've accumulated over the years and my business I would consider myself to be a little bit of a Jane of all trades I have a cleaning business that I own. I have about 14 clients, and that's what we'll be talking a little bit about today. I also do some flower arranging, um, wedding flowers, and some different floral things for people, and uh, just a little bit of everything. If you need something done, I'm the girl to go to. 
So before we get into today's main topic, I just want to ask you some fashion questions. Can you tell us, Delena, what are your fashion goals or what's your inspiration lately? Lisa, one of my favorite questions that you ask are your fashion um, inspirations as of lately. And so my answer to this is typically through this summer season, as we roll into the summer months, I would really get into wearing tropical, beachy, flowy sort of dresses just to accommodate the weather. But this year, I have gotten really interested in um, Lily Pulitzer and just these like tennis dresses. I'm really into a shift dress, like a really classic look, but um, with wild colors, like the wild patterns of Lily Pulitzer and um, just some pinks and blues and some things that I wouldn't typically be that interested in. Oh, that's so fun. And I would dare say a bit preppy. I love it. (laughs) Uh, What's a fashion trend that you've been observing? I want to know your thoughts on it. This next question took me a minute to sort of figure out how I could answer it because we're in the middle of COVID-19. And so fashion trends are almost sort of on hold or are they? I mean, people are starting to wear their Um, masks out in public and some people are really going full force making their mask match with their outfit or um, you know they're just their PPE and so immediately I thought of um, something that I've seen on Instagram in my ads lately and I'm a big Instagrammer and I like to look at all different types of things but Something really funny that I've seen recently that I really liked that sort of goes along with the Lily Pulitzer um, fashion that I sort of talked about in my last question is I saw these matching gloves and um, masks that have the same pattern on them. And the first time I saw it was um, on Lizzo's Instagram and she's sitting on the edge of a pool and she's wearing these matching gloves and masks. And they just have this insane pattern on them. And I thought, what a fun way to still include fashion um, during this COVID-19 season of our life. (laughs) I love that. What's a funny kind of like fashion-related frustration that you've had lately? Hmm. This is a tough one. I guess I would have to say my frustration is rompers. Rompers always look so cute on their hangers and you get them to the fitting room and when you get there you realize oh no there's legs on this dress and I don't know about you but I have a long torso so rompers just don't work for me. They either give me a wedgie or they just pull too long in the middle. (laughs) I agree. I love the idea of rompers, but it is hard to find a good one, you know, that that truly fits right. So I totally hear you on that. (laughs) So this week's episode topic, as you know, is the theology of staying tidy. And I'm so excited to get into this topic with you, Delena. But before we go on, how would you personally define being tidy. And I want to talk about that in different areas. So let's first start about or with 
your house? How would you define being tidy in your house? Being tidy in my home, I define as making sure that at the end of the day, everything is picked up and put away in its home. Okay, what about like related to our appearance or fashion? I guess being tidy in your appearance is a personal preference. I would say that for me, it just means making sure that I don't have any stains or wrinkles. Um, I don't care too much about mismatching. That's never been uh, an issue, but I would say maybe just being sure that your clothes fit properly. How can we be tidy with our profession? As far as our professions go, I think it's different for everyone. For me, I have to keep my calendar tidy. I need to make sure I know which house I'm going to on which day. And oftentimes that means erasing and rescheduling, but that is a place where I need to keep my self tidy as far as my job goes. And what about related to our faith? Because I'm not currently practicing a faith, Lisa, I'd love to hear your input on this one. I think that there's a lot to gain from your knowledge and insight. <laughs> I love that you're basically laying this question back on me. <laughs> no, I, I that, it is kind of a hard one. Um, Tidy related to our faith. You know, I asked the question because I felt like there had to be something there. Like, I need to meditate on this and think about it. I guess maybe my first thing would be, here, here's an idea of being tidy with your faith. To me, the word tidy with regard to faith kind of means taking it seriously. Um, making sure that as you learn things, you kind of remember them. You put them into practice. Um, so taking it seriously, you know, investing the time to actually grow in your faith, uh, taking the time to ask the tough questions, but then equally putting forth the effort to find really good sources from which to get those answers. I notice that a lot of people have such great theological questions, questions about life, questions about this world, questions about God. And what makes me sad is sometimes people don't bother to pursue the answers. They'll just like throw the question out there at random times, maybe to their friends, and then they don't get adequate answers maybe because maybe the person, maybe their friends were not prepared to answer those questions or it just wasn't the right setting or whatever. And then they never bother to go a step further and truly investigate the answers to those questions. And I feel like God, he gives us our rational thought and he, you know, he wants us to ask questions. He doesn't want us to turn off our minds. We need to approach everything with our hearts intact, but also our minds. Our minds and our hearts have to work together, I think, to truly understand God and his creation. Most, first and foremost, our heart. You know, if we don't understand things in our mind, that's okay. Um, but if you have the questions, I feel like the Holy Spirit is nudging you toward learning more, you know, and, and ask those tough questions. So I just would say maybe being tidy is making sure you're checking all the boxes. If you have deep, wonderful questions, they deserve 
deep, wonderful answers. Sometimes they might be simple answers, but they still deserve to be met. And I feel like they don't just deserve to be met by like a random friend's comment. Although that can be good. It's wonderful to have fellowship with friends who help you on your journey of in your walk of faith. But it's also important to go, I think, to people who have maybe studied scripture their whole life, you know, and go to, to different people because not all people who have studied theology know it or put it into practice as well as others. So for me, as a Catholic person, and really, you don't have to be Catholic to approach a Catholic priest. You know, not all Catholic priests know the same information necessarily. You know, some might study harder or some might you know, keep up to date on things to learn. They're constantly learning. And, and we know this is true with all people. And so I, I just feel like being tidy with our faith is um, pursuing the answers to those questions and checking multiple sources, not just going on the computer, not just going on YouTube, um, not just talking to one or two people, but, but really talking to a lot of people and then taking the time to be by yourself um, you know, to quietly kind of reflect and think and, and talk to God and, and find out, you know, see what rings true in your heart. So, and then maybe another part of being tidy with your faith that I'm thinking of is, you know, making sure that you make a distinction between the people that attend a certain church and the theology that that church teaches. I think that's really important because I have very sadly seen people um, get all excited about maybe a particular church because of certain human individuals that are involved. And then I have seen the excitement drop off completely because maybe those certain individuals who who initially kind of welcomed that person to the church, maybe they moved or maybe they changed or maybe whatever variety of circumstances can happen. Um, When I see that, it just breaks my heart because then I see the person's faith maybe falter. That's a very natural, common thing that can happen to any of us because we are fragile and we do need the strength of our brothers and sisters to to keep us focused. But um, yeah, I just, I I feel like when we, we attend church, we have to remember that we are there to worship God. We are there to learn about God. And, you know, how we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ is so essential and so important. Um, but I just don't want people's church membership to be decided based on the people or based on the warm and fuzzies that they may feel or based on whether or not people said hello when they walked in the door. I mean, all of those things are good, good things. But I don't think they're how we should evaluate God. Does that make sense? God and humans are so vastly different. One is a created, you know, we are created beings. Um, So yeah, I think being tidy in our faith is to separate, you know, the human component of the church from the divine component of the church. And, and, you know, put your faith in God, and your understanding of him, and not the people that attend that church, because people all the time they fail us, you know? Um, 
yeah, so that's, that's what I would say, being tidy. And of course, like, you know, not being a hypocrite, <laughs> which is hard to do. I think we can all fall into this, but, you know, putting into practice what you preach. And I don't know about you, Delina, but I have found that since becoming a mother, your kids really hold you accountable because you can't teach them values and not put those values into practice yourself. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't tell your children to love God and remember to say your prayers if you yourself don't do that. And so I love that children bring us such a blessing of accountability and that keeps us tidy in our faith, I think, um, because these little ones trust us to show them the way, to give them guidance. And then, you know, the reverse of that is we need to, we need to practice what we preach. I think that's, that's being tidy. And that's, gosh, being tidy with our faith is a work in progress. And it's a work that I can tell takes a lifetime. But my goodness, I do notice that if we achieve any sort of tidiness, of course, it's only by God's mercy and the Holy Spirit, of course. But we're happier, healthier human beings if we prioritize in that way. Um, so there is a tidiness to our spirituality. And and here's another thing. I'm sorry, I'm totally going on a rant here. But like even just what we choose to watch on television, like what we're consuming, if we're not tidy with evaluating what we consume, um, we can be consuming things that are not the best for us, that are not going to lead us to the best thoughts, that are not going to uplift our dignity as human persons, children of God, you know, so there is a tidiness that we have to have. We kind of have to have like a tight ship when we are evaluating things that the culture can bring into our minds, into our families, into our homes. Um, You kind of have to be ruthless about that sometimes. And again, I think kids can really hold you to that especially if you say to a child, you know, here's here's the parameters. We are only going to watch G movies. We are not going to watch PG. It's just so cute how young ones, all age children, really, they'll hold you to that. They'll remind you. Um, you know, my kids will often be like, oh, mommy, look, it, it says PG on the back. I guess we can't do that one, <laughs> you know. And for right now, it's easy. I know it's going to get harder when my kids are a little bit older and they want to watch more things. But it's so interesting how the perception for a child of what is good and what is not so good is still developing and they need our guidance and um, they can only get clear guidance if we are consistent. So I think that consistency is part of tidiness. I don't know. But anyway, let's, t- let's switch things up a little bit, Delina. <laughs> let's talk about the opposite of tidiness. And this is a word that I learned in high school and I absolutely thought it was so interesting and cool. It's the word entropy. And entropy is nature's tendency toward disorder when left alone. And I I just think that's so interesting. So let me give you an example. Like, let's say people build a wall out of stone and then they leave it. And, you know, Like, what's going to happen to that wall? Well, eventually all those stones are going to fall down and they're going to make their way back into the earth. It's just a natural thing that happens. So that is entropy and it's a, you know, it's a phenomenon of nature. So that's the opposite of tidiness. What are your thoughts on entropy, Delena? (laughs) 
think there is a lot of beauty in the beginning stages of entropy in nature. I think that the natural flow of things has a great purpose. And I think that before um, disorder completely takes back over, there's a lot to be learned in the beginning stages of that, that maybe there's a balance, maybe keeping your home or your life or your relationships or your faith tidy might not be exactly what you think it should be. Sometimes as humans, we want to control and we want to think that things should go a certain way or go our way. But if you sort of let go of the control for a moment, there's a little bit of beauty in that in-between where you might have a lot to learn. That is beautiful, Delina. You're absolutely right. You know, there's a song I heard. I don't know who it, who it's by, um, but the lyrics are something like, you know, your life isn't falling apart. It's just falling into place. And I love that. Sometimes, you know, you're right. When we surrender, God will orchestrate our lives in such a way, you know, maybe one door closes, but another door opens. And sometimes it's those most difficult times when things kind of get chaotic that things are actually falling into place for the next the next good thing. So I love that. That's beautiful. Would you consider yourself tidy? So I do consider myself a tidy person. Everything has its place in our home, or so I think. But paired with that, I'm a very creative and artistic and fun person. So sometimes the designated homes for things can change. Um, from day to day, which is a really difficult situation for my husband, who is a bit of a perfectionist, and he's a lot more tidy and organized than I am. And when we first met, I was um, shameful to say, but I was uh, the person that would sort of throw my things all over the floor and not really care how they looked. And so through him, I've recognized how much easier it makes our lives flow when we tidy up. Um, and so I've really become a clean-as-you-go type of person, um, just so that when there's a lot out of place, I can put it away kind of easily. And so I, I have really learned a lot from his organization, and that's made our household run a lot better these days. I love the idea of clean as you go. <laughs> you know, I started doing that with our toilet actually because I found that like I'm not gonna just drop everything and go clean the toilet, I should. Instead, it's better for me personally if I do it when I'm in there and as soon as I see like that things aren't looking as clean as they could, I just clean it right then and there and it's so much better because I don't know, it's just like it gets done right when it needs to be and I'm not like putting it off and waiting. Does that make sense? So, but I never heard the expression clean as you go, but I love it. I'm gonna do that. I would say that I am tidy only in <laughs> like areas of paperwork and maybe digital files. Like I love paperwork. I love digital files. I love organizing them. <laughs> so like 
-hmm. those areas of my life are really well organized and yeah other parts of my life are not so tidy I need to improve um, and I look to my husband too Delena for inspiration because um, I'm one of those people who would slip out of my bed in the morning and not bother to make it and I was not at all disappointed at the end of the night you know when I would come back to my bed and see that it was messy I just jumped right in like that just it never bothers me and it never has bothered me and whatever I'm like an exception from the rule I know on this and um yeah and I talked about this before so I don't want to like go and repeat too much but um yeah I mean my husband has shown me the value of making your bed and I realize you know what it's time to do it <laughs> is staying tidy a good thing I think you're gonna say yes but tell me why yeah I would say it's a good thing I would say that keeping up with your tidiness, um, whether it's at home or in your job um, or in your faith, I think that staying tidy is important because once things get too out of place, you start to feel like your mental health suffers from that. So you, well, for me at least, I like to have things in place so that I can think clearly or I can um, show up in my children's and my husband's lives more wholly. So, yeah, I think that staying tidy is um, quite important. And recently, my 90-year-old grandma told me that I was quite the homemaker. So this is eight years in the making, eight years of me um, sort of learning my place as a homemaker and and learning how I like to run things in our home and keep them well running for the rest of the family. And so to hear that compliment from her was such a big deal to me because she said, oh, you, you're just so natural at it. But the funny thing to me is it took me a long time to learn tidiness. You know, messiness for me um, causes a lot of, like I said before, anxiety and um, stress on the family, and I feel like I can't show up authentically for them. Um, but I think that there is some beauty to sort of letting things come a little bit undone every now and then. An example of that is I, I like to entertain. I like to have people over for company when we were still allowed to see friends. And um, something I found myself doing is fussing over whether the dishes are put in their places or um, if the trash is picked up or if there's a spill, I wipe it right away. And what I found is sometimes that robs me of the joy of my company. It, it, it robs me of um, being present with them while they're here. So there's a balance to it. You have to make sure that while you're tidying up and keeping things clear and in place, um, you still have to allow some wiggle room, allow a little bit of mess um, to let the joy back in. You know what, that is great, great advice. And I need to learn that to, to calm down. I don't entertain much, but when I do, um, I get frustrated that I can't enjoy my time because I'm more worried about like the food coming out at the right time or whatever and yeah you're so right like 
embracing a little bit of the chaos can calm us down and and make us be able to be present you're so right and and you know we humans we were made by God for both hard work and for rest and we also are human beings which means just being is sufficient for God um, and yeah so it is important you're right to like let things unravel sometimes it's okay <laughs> and there is a balance there like you said um, you know, even in the book of Genesis, right? I mean, we hear, we, we learn that, that God created order out of the chaos. I think that's an interesting way that it is described, essentially, um, that he gave order to creation. Um, but just like you said, we need, we need a balance of both. We need that downtime. We need that downtime too. Um, but, but you're exactly right. Like too much messiness really negatively affects us as humans because, it does affect our mental health when we see things in front of us that are not pretty or, or they're undone or we see in front of us like work that needs to be done that can it can bring us sadness it can start to make us depressed it can give us anxiety um you know so and and it is a sin there's sloth right it's the sin of sloth i love sloths as animals but you know sloth would be you know not bothering to put your trash away and just living in a, in a bad way. So yeah, interesting. Um, okay. Now Delano, what is your opinion on the concept of minimalism? Do you think it's realistic? Uh, so a minimalist, I am not, I am quite the opposite, a maximalist. I like to collect, uh, special things. So while if you would visit my house, you would immediately think it is a tidy place. Um, I do like to collect a lot of things and display them in a way that makes you feel comfortable when you come into a room. Um, I have old pieces and new pieces and family heirlooms and they all just sort of um, commingle together. I can appreciate minimalism. Um, when I see a picture of a beautiful Scandinavian home with minimal colors and minimal distractions. I can see how that's appealing to some people, but for me, the more, the better. <laughs> I want to embrace minimalism, but I never can. So I guess I'm just a maximalist. What do you call it? Like a maximist? <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> I'm a minimalist wannabe. I'm working toward it, but I'm still a maximist. <laughs> what is your opinion on the concept of keeping only the things that spark joy? I love this question. I think that everything you have should spark joy, absolutely. I think if you are accumulating things that don't have a meaning to you, um, then by all means, purge them. Um, on the other hand, I feel like objects in my home are just things, things that can get broken or lost or stolen. Um, and that's okay because the real things that spark the most joy for me are memories. And so I recognize, you know, if grandma's plate gets broken, it's sad, but it was just a plate and I still have her memory. So sparking joy is a, is a really great way 
to sort of decide what to keep in your environment and whatnot, not only in your home, but maybe, um, you know, I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I think that it's a good example for, you know, choosing how to spark joy in your um, business. But I recently had to let go of a client because our interactions weren't serving either of us and the freedom of, you know, just letting her go, I think, I think allowed her some freedom and definitely allowed me some peace of mind. So maybe sparking joy can sort of reach out into other aspects of our life. Um, maybe there's things that we need to tidy up, getting rid of toxic relationships or um, just letting go of the things that don't serve us anymore. Uh, that is a very, very good point. You're so right. Um, just going back for a moment when you were talking about grandma's plea and how the memory is the most important thing to you, I have to say, I look forward to, like one of my hopes about heaven is that there is a library, like a huge library, I hope, in heaven. And I would hope that that library contains every memory, every moment of our lives including every photograph that you could possibly want to see, just the chance to go through the archives and relive moments um, that you that you just kind of either, they were so fleeting and they were gone and you want to go back, or maybe you, you didn't take the time to fully appreciate them when you were having them, or maybe you wanted to know what was so-and-so doing while I was doing this. Um, I just hope and pray to God that there is a beautiful library of archives in heaven where all those beautiful memories are stored um, that, so that we can just have fun. <laughs> all right. What do you have or what tips do you have, Delina, uh, for people who want to be more tidy in their life? Maybe you can talk about, you know, related to the house or fashion or appearance, profession, faith, whatever tips you can give us, please. <laughs> As far as cleaning goes, I have always enjoyed um, looking up lists of which things to clean on which days. And I've tried to adhere to those schedules and they've never worked for me. So a few tips that I have for keeping things clean and tidy around the house are always pick up before you tuck yourself into bed. You'll never regret that in the morning. If there are dishes in the sink, I don't want to wake up to those. I like to put those away. Or if the floor is sticky, I like to just do a quick little mop before I go up. That way I start my day fresh in the morning. Um, another good tip that I have is, and cleaning people's houses, I noticed something that a lot of people overlook is around their toilet bases. So at the end of the day, I just do a quick wipe of um, the base around the toilet and the back of it and just little dusting things. And I'm always sort of just walking around the house, running my finger along edges. And anytime I see something that needs cleaned, I never note it for later. I immediately clean it. If I notice it, I clean it. And so that way I have a running um, sort of tab on the house. It's, it's always upkept. Ah, yes, I like that. And, you know, related to our faith, I would say, you know, stay tidy and remember to practice what you preach. 
and related to our professions, right? Like you were saying about keeping a good calendar. I think everybody should try to keep a good calendar, whether it's on your phone, whether it's on your computer, whether it's on a piece of paper, just, you know, having a good place to put down all of your dates is like so important for staying tidy with your profession or just life in general, really, you know? And, and I would also like to say that I feel like a good way to stay tidy with your appearance or your fashion sense is to wear clothes that actually fit. Um, because I do find that if you purchase clothing that really does fit your body and flatter you, then you're not only going to look great, but you're also going to feel comfortable. And I think that's, you know, that's an important aspect of tidiness is to don't worry about the number that's on your clothing size, you know, on the little tag. That doesn't matter. What matters is how the clothing falls on your body. Are you comfortable? And if you're comfortable, uh, that's one of the first steps to, toward looking good, right? You're going to feel confident if you're also comfortable. Um, so yeah. So Delena, where could people go to learn more about being tidy? Did you know there's such thing as cleaning influencers cleaning fluencers yeah on instagram um and there's bloggers that just talk about all things clean so if you need recommendations on products or um, suggestions on daily cleaning lists or if you just need to have some kind of inspiration to get yourself up and moving to clean up that house and that life those are good resources this was so much fun, Delena. Thank you so much for talking about this with me. I have learned so much from you, as I always do during our conversations, and I hope that our listeners did too. Lisa, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's been a joy to listen to you over the past year, and I just have to say that I feel much honor for you thinking of me to be on the show. Thank you. Aw, thanks, girl. <laughs> you are welcome to come on the show again whenever you want. <laughs> so, listeners, it's time for your holy homework. My challenge to you this week is to think of one aspect of your life that you can tidy up, whether that's, you know, related to your faith or your fashion or your home or your relationships, whatever it is. Make a plan and execute it this week to tidy things up a bit. Oh, and one more thing, keep asking those big, deep theological questions, you guys. I know you have them, and just keep asking and keep pursuing those answers. And even if you're not Catholic, I would really encourage you to try asking, you know, your local Catholic priest. Um, you know, everybody has emails these days. You could always shoot out an email to someone. Um, sometimes I do notice if a priest might be older, they might not be real good at responding to emails. So, but there are so many great resources online. Check out Father Mike Schmitz, that's S-C-H-M-I-T-Z, on YouTube. He is amazing, and he, um, you know, you can leave comments, and um, he has an email address and a website and everything if you look him up. He's a young Catholic priest and um, maybe mid-age, and he's just, he really is good at explaining stuff. So I would just encourage you to um, try that because for me, when I've had deep questions, and I still do, I love first starting right with my faith 
that I grew up in first to press into that and see if it's going to be able to hold and and I'm so grateful to say that you know Catholicism has answered my questions and gone deeper even than that and it's just beautiful when you get good stuff good juicy stuff in response (laughs) and um Another thing I wanted to say about tidiness, um, you know, don't forget to keep your soul tidy. Get to confession. Um, It is just so good for our souls. Even if, you know, you're not Catholic, make sure you make that time every day to reflect and to deliberately ask God for forgiveness and say, you know, I am so sorry uh, for the ways I've failed you today. And sometimes a lot of times the way we fail God, I think, is by neglecting to do things when there's all these opportunities throughout the day to maybe do the right thing or make somebody feel extra special and sometimes I think we um, you know don't take all the opportunities that are given to us in a day so anyway I just encourage you guys uh, to keep your soul tidy in that way Thanks for listening to the Fashioned by Faith podcast. We'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode. In the meantime, spread the word and visit fashionedbyfaith.com. And until then, stay true to the faith and keep growing in style. Bye, guys.